You're listening to Malka Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Uh, truthful news and alhamdulillah on this segment, we try uh, to the best of our abilities uh, to keep the ummah conscientized and conscientized on what's really happening to us. And uh, inshallah, you will be putting on your thinking caps uh, so you get to know what's happening and you read in between the lines. And uh, when the truth is spoken, truth truth shall prevail and falsehood uh, perish. Someone uh, that has been uh, making waves in the, the recent uh, times is uh, none other than our very own uh, brother Riyad Amarman, also known as Ricardo Amarman. He's uh, someone uh, that, you know, posed the question, show us the virus. And, you know, the silence is still uh, deafening, but you still get the spin doctors uh, spinning a web of, uh, you know, what around us, Allahu Alam. And uh, then uh, he's also... Uh, made a statement on the recent, you know, everyone's talking about Durator and Durator this and Durator that. And uh, uh, ESCOM has been in the uh, in the uh, limelight. And on ESCOM, when I heard a clip from um, Brother Raid, and that really, you know, made a lot of sense to me. And he says, you know, he gives you the different dimension and so forth. So this evening, we have uh, our brother, our astute brother there, Raid Marman, and inshallah this evening we'll be talking many issues that will really will, will uh, open up your minds inshallah bi iznillah by the leave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, Raid Marman, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and uh, jazakallah khair for joining us uh, this evening wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi my brother jazakallah khair and for having me I really appreciate it it's always an honor and a pleasure to speak to you Always uh, great to have you in our company and, uh, you know, you're someone that we look forward to, uh, you know, talking about uh, the clip that you sent. And, you know, many of my friends uh, actually said, hey, this is the truth, the whole truth, but nothing but the truth. Talking about Durator. And, you know, what amazed me is like it is as if, uh, Raid, like someone's writing the script for everyone. And these guys are playing uh, mind games with people. And these guys are this, uh, you know, a facade. And it's a meretricious world that we are living in. Uh, you know, explain this scenario to us because it, if those that are not conscientized, there won't be people anymore. They will be sheeple, uh, right? Uh, yes, unfortunately, I mean, uh, the, the game that is being played here against us is a game of deception. You know, so uh, we are being conquered and ruled by lies and deception. Uh, there is a, you know, there's a few formats or there's a few structures in which this is done. Uh, so that is why when you when you start realizing the fact uh, that someone is trying to deceive us into our own destruction, uh, and once you study one of these deceptions carefully, uh, you will start seeing there's a template. And uh, the moment you start uh, hearing people uh, coming with a new deception or a new crisis, you can recognize it immediately. Uh, and you can see where it's going to. So that's that's unfortunately uh, the, the the situation we are in. So it starts with uh, convincing people to believe one or the other lie, and from there they they unfold uh, the specific point of their agenda that they want to unfold. Right, you talk about the specific uh, agenda that they uh, want to unfold. And, uh, uh, you know, an example is if you look at uh, what's happening, the crisis in uh, Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine crisis, we know that all has been uh, manipulated. It has been brought to the fore. So it can uh, heap misery upon misery on uh, mankind. And then you get an ultimatum from uh, Uncle Sam. You are either with us 
or you're against us. And if you don't, you know, you don't show the right sentiment, then your economy is under threat. Uh, your 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 food uh, resources and your everything, the, your, the, whatever you do, uh, they'll make sure that they'll apply sanctions on you and they'll make a life unbearable for you. But uh, let's look at the sun the scenario here, uh, talking uh, near a home. Here we have a uh, Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, many say he's been captured by these conglomerates. He's been captured by all these uh, different types of uh, role players, especially the West, who have created a World War One, Two, and heading for destruction for World War Three. But uh, look at South Africa now, uh, Raid. I want you to put your thinking cap on. Why is Cyril Ramaphosa playing the game, allowing America to have a uh, a military base, yeah, I believe in Richard's Bay, they have about 10,000, I don't know if 100,000 soldiers already here. He allows uh, China and he allows Russia to hold military drills here in South Africa. Then he moves uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, what do you call, the Navy base from uh, Salisbury Island here in Durban to Richard's Bay. And then he tells the country, ESCOM is, uh, is not the government's duty to uh, provide you electricity. Uh, what type of world is he really, uh, living in? And tell us, what type of South Africa are we living in? Because the signals are all mixed, absolutely uh, mixed, uh, Raid. Yeah, no, look, it's a very good uh, question that you asked there. Uh, look, in essence, uh, what kind of country are we living in? Uh, we are living in a disguised uh, tyranny, uh, a disguised uh, one-party state, to be honest with you. So this is what we are living in. We're living in... Um, communist China, or we're living in North Korea, but it's just very well disguised. You know, the people uh, can't see it clearly because the media and many other people are, are spewing out a lot of convincing lies to people, uh, and people who want to say anything else are being sidelined. Like, uh, for example, you will not hear my views on the on the mainstream media because that's this is the kind of views that they do not want you to hear. But anyways, now, if you take back, just to uh, uh, make my point, Let's consider carefully, how did uh, Cyril Ramaphosa come to power? Where does Cyril Ramaphosa come from? Uh, Cyril Ramaphosa is, well, it comes from the mining monopolies in South Africa. You know, he made a name for himself at, at Anglo-American, uh, starting NUM there with the help and, and you know, uh, with the guidance of Anglo-American. That's where he made his uh, success. And then when he left politics briefly, he became one of the richest people in the country. How did he do so? Uh, because he received black economic empowerment shares from these uh, mining monopolies. Uh, when he ran for president eventually, uh, the private you know, monopoly companies in South Africa raised a billion or so uh, to make sure he becomes uh, president. So this is what we have. We, we literally, I mean, I, I, one cannot uh, probably make a better argument for uh, the point that uh, our top leadership are sellouts. How? You know, you can see the amount of, you know, the billions that they have. Now, who do they sell out to and what is the agenda that they are pushing towards? And, you know, to answer the question, what kind of country we're living in? Well, he sold out the only people that could make Cyril and them so rich uh, as they are so quickly by just handing them shares and handing them cash like that are the private monopolies that run South Africa. Uh, so these are uh, a few families uh, that control almost the entire economy. Um, there was once upon a time where, uh, you know, people estimated the control that the Oppenheimers have over this country, and it's, uh, it's huge. I mean, they control more than half of the economy. Some people say 70 percent. 
Some people say 80%, some people say uh, almost the entire economy, but these are the people that he works for. And these people are international. Uh, so for example, if you look at Oppenheimer and Anglo-American, uh, they receive much of their finance from JP Morgan uh, in America. So this is the international uh, connection. And they run the world. South Africa is run as a feudal state. Uh, the purpose of, of running South Africa for Cyril Ramaphosa is to, to plunder the state, not for himself or for the ANC. They get some crumbs off the table, uh, but primarily to plunder the state for their uh, private monopoly uh, capital people, uh, to take more of our rights and freedoms away um, and to solidify the tyranny uh, that they have over us. Now, Raid, I want you to explain this to us. Uh, you know, our neighboring states, we see in Mozambique, uh, there's gas fines and so forth. And uh, in South Africa, we have everything. Even now, you know, we're drilling on uh, offshore and we're finding, uh, you know, gas and we're finding oil and so forth. And we're still considered a, uh, a very poor country. We considered a, a country that must go on the grey list. And, uh, you know, who's fooling who? As you said, and then uh, another point that I would like to add to when you spoke about the Oppenheimers, you spoke about the Ruperts and you spoke about, you know, Anglo-American. The bottom line is uh, that, you know, they brought in the Gupta stories. Gupta didn't even capture one percent of the economy of this country. I mean, it's just like a fraction of what was happening. And many say that uh, the Guptas uh, became a pretext story for getting rid of Jacob Zuma, who was anti uh, the conglomerates who was anti-American, and uh, this was used as a pretext to get uh, Zuma out of uh, the equation, because when he was in power, America couldn't make a move in this country. You recall the 2010 World Cup, where they're saying there'll be bombs thrown into stadiums, the terrorists have, uh, have arrived, and so forth. But it was a Zuma government that said, no, this is a whole bunch of lies. It's not it. We, uh, we, ha we are hands-on, and we have things uh, under control. Your reaction, Raig? Yeah, look, um, they seem the the idea that the uh, the Guptas captured the state in South Africa is is laughable. I mean, uh, the the only people that can uh, take such a view seriously are people who do not understand uh, the kind of control that the Oppenheimers have over this country and the mechanisms that they use for that control. You know, the Reserve Bank, uh, the banking system. Uh, you know, um, the, the Oppenheimer's influence uh, over every sector of our society is, is enormous, you know. I mean, even uh, with our judiciary, for example, the Oppenheimer's and Anglo-American were responsible for financing many legal centers, where many of our constitutional court judges have come through these Oppenheimer-funded centers where they did their studies, etc. Um, so the control that they have over the economy and over the country is enormous. It dates back uh, 100 years at least. And one can even, uh, of this private monopoly that is linked to the Oppenheimers, probably go back a little bit further. So the idea that the Guptas uh, captured the state is, is, is ludicrous, uh, uh, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, where the Guptas actually came in here and were they set up uh, uh, for former President Zuma, uh, very possible because it's is unbelievable amount of things that took place there a, a usurpation of power to be honest with you uh, to get us where we want to and as I explained to you that Ramaphosa is has a longer history with these monopolies has a stronger relationship with these monopolies and his relationship with them has always uh, you know followed him and a lot of people have pointed this out. Uh, you know, I think the latest person to point this out was uh, Terale Kota in Parliament, 
accusing Ramaphosa of being a spy working for these uh, for these people. Yeah, so so this is what we are dealing with uh, in our country. Uh, we have a very rich country, as you say. Um, Mozambique is a rich country, and the idea that you do with rich countries like ourselves uh, is an organized destruction of the economy uh, so that the people uh, cannot use their wealth. It's like if you are dealing with an orphan, so an orphan that has inherited huge amounts of wealth from their parents. Uh, what you do is you make sure that you place that orphan in such a situation where the orphan has a lot of gold, but it doesn't have money to buy bread. And so that you could uh, say, well, we'll give you bread if we take some of your gold. Uh, this is the kind of trickery that, that we find here, uh, that the private monopolies are getting the politicians to sell out, uh, to purposefully run down our country uh, so that our country cannot benefit from its own resources. Um, and as you can see now with load shedding, with the lockdown, with grey listing, these are all blows at the economy. These are all uh, crises to make sure that we cannot uh, economically recover and that we cannot build up this economy, we cannot industrialize. Uh, and if we can't industrialize, then our natural resources, uh, which is used in industry, uh, must be shipped elsewhere. Uh, right, you know, you make a very uh, valid point in, in there. I mean, when you bring in load shedding, uh, during the reign of, uh, once again, uh, Jacob Zuma, we didn't have load shedding and he ensured, uh, you know, and there was a smooth functioning of our most services. But, uh, you know, since uh, Ramaphosa had come on board, uh, we noticed that the, uh, the load shedding has intensified. And as you said, uh, it will cripple the industry. It will uh, cripple the morale of the country. And it is like, you know, it reminds me of the Arab Spring. When there was this Arab Spring, suddenly, you know, we focused on Egypt and then suddenly the lights were put off and there's a shortage of fuel and there was shortage of water. Then, they, you know, this, uh, the snipers came in and the people were killed systematically and so forth. And, you know, when Morsi came into power, he too was taken out of the equation. And it seemed as if we knew what was going on. It was a Zionist brigade together with Uncle Sam doing all the bidding. And here in this country, you find uh, that... Uh, uh, just the other day in the newspaper, um, uh, the U.S. says, yeah, stock up on food. There'll be a shortage of food in South Africa. They know something that we don't know. They always know it beforehand. But they are the prophets of gloom, taking away all the P-R-O-F-I-T-S from everywhere. They did that in Iraq. They did it uh, wherever they went, the Vietnam and Cambodia and uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. This big bully. He's still bullying the world, uh, uh, Ricardo. Uh, Raid. What's your What's your th uh, thoughts? Well, just to uh, you know, to put it into perspective uh, to our to South Africans who, are, who might be listening, South Africa is, has been. If we just look back, I mean, this is our history going back a long time that we have been driven from crisis to crisis. We always have to. We have to do something now. We have to change this now. There's always this kind of narrative. Uh, so maybe uh, let me just put it into perspective so people can see the, the bigger picture here. So just look at the past few years. We've had the lockdown. So we were told the lie that there is a virus um, that escaped from a Chinese fish market, firstly. Uh, so most people have been told for many years uh, very prejudicing stories and things about the Chinese. So people believe, yes, a, 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 fish, a, a virus will escape from a Chinese fish market, you know, because that's what we believe about the Chinese people. Uh, of course, uh, I want to just reiterate, there is no virus that escaped. There is no such a thing. They have never provided any proof. But that was the story. And what was the bottom line of that story? We have to lock down the country, which will crush the economy, which it did. 
take away everyone's rights, which it did. And above all, we need to vaccinate everyone. Okay, everybody needs to be vaccinated. And this was in line with the United Nations agenda. This was in line with the agenda for everybody to be vaccinated. We were told, yes, it, 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 it struck the economy. People are poor, but, uh, and, and the media were saying to us, the virus is real. Uh, we have to comply with the government. The religious leaders were telling that to us. Political parties, the DA, everybody was lining up and playing their role. The judiciary was punishing people who broke the law. People like myself who challenged the narrative were dismissed out of the courts with cost. We saw this happening. Then we were told after the lockdown, uh, the economy will recover. Saru Ramaphosa said as soon as, as soon as the lockdown is over and everybody's vaccinated, we will recover this economy, etc. Our sovereignty was taken away uh, to the World Health Organization. Uh, we had to do whatever uh, they say. And so after all this was done, the lockdown is done, boom, they hit us with the load shedding. So now the load shedding happens. Uh, we have the same story here. The load shedding, we must remember what, what do they say we must do to get out of the load shedding. Uh, we must privatize ESCOM uh, and we must uh, transition from coal, which again is in line with the United Nations agenda. We are told that we now know, you know, the, we must now believe in climate change. Previously, they wanted us to believe in a virus. Now they want us to believe in climate change. Uh, they want us to believe that the ANC is destroying this and there's no connection. The beneficiary of this is not the United Nations uh, agendas. Um, the media, opposition parties, everybody, the writer now lately, all of this is gearing into that direction. They say it's a pity the economy is slow. People are losing jobs of, of load shedding, uh, but we mustn't be worried. As soon as the transition uh, of, from coal is done uh, and all of these things, then the economy will recover and everything will be better. And then before we even out of that situation, now the gray listing is happening. So I took a bit of time there, my brother, but I just want to explain to people so that they can see this pattern uh, that is developing here of how we are basically being manipulated uh, into a certain direction. And they use, sadly, they use the same tactics uh, and it works uh, most of the time on most of our people, unfortunately. Right, with the type of information you have, you can take all the time, I don't mind at all. But uh, you know, you talk about the uh, pandemic and you were very vociferous in the point uh, that you made and you loudly and boldly said, show us the virus and they have failed miserably. But uh, there's another person, another close friend of mine, Dr. Shankara Chetty, and who, just like you, he, you know, very vociferously uh, opposed what was going on and he called it a bio warfare and so forth. Uh, he's been taken to court uh, by uh, these uh, different uh, conglomerates and uh, by the South African government. And I uh, you know he's putting you right in the corner where they will strip him of his uh, medical uh, titles and so forth. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll try to get a petition. I wanted to have him on the show with you this morning, but he says he's absolutely busy. And, uh, you know, here you were, you were making a, a strong opinion, a strong voice. And you also had proof uh, that around the world there were many medical practitioners, there were many professors of science that said, you know, this is a, a definitely a, a war against mankind. It is actually a genocide that's being perpetrated. But these conglomerates, they know, I mean, 4C and so forth, had come out and said, you know, it was a, a pandemic. Uh, what's going on? How do you, uh, you know, equate uh, this 
two different types of uh, opinions coming through, but a uh, perhaps an innocent man who's calling for truth will be dragged into court and stripped of his uh, medical titles. Uh, uh, Raid, what's your response? Yeah, look, it's uh, this is uh, it's it's a sad thing that is happening. You know uh, that they victimize those who speak out against uh, you know the agenda that they are pushing. Uh, but that is in order to protect it. But, uh, you know, people should rally around, uh, you know, people that stand up for for the truth, uh, because the truth is a, is a very rare commodity these days, you know, for people to speak it. People are afraid. Um, people are afraid of, of speaking up against, uh, you know, the truth. And so when we find those ones who do it, we should rally around them and give them support uh, for them to do the right thing. But also people should remember here that, uh, this is the situation, unfortunately, that the reason why many other doctors have not been taken to task like this is because they, uh, you know, they go along with the flow. And so people, you know, the argument that I've, I've, I've often heard at the beginning of the pandemic and all of that, especially from the fake pandemic, uh, especially from uh, 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 Muslim circles, is our Muslim doctors have approved this. Our Muslim doctors would surely speak out if there is a problem. And uh, of course, that was just a, a, a fallacy. There was a, an, an argument that of people that didn't fully understand what was going on. Because uh, the persecution of the doctors here show you that um, the doctors were not allowed to speak freely. So now that is clear. And so if anybody could you know, remember back about the arguments that we believe because our Muslim doctors wouldn't have done otherwise, they can now see clearly that their Muslim doctors or so-called Muslim doctors were speaking under duress and uh, had no other choice but to go along. And if they had any other views, they would you know, face sanction. So that was a completely uh, you know, a, a f false argument that was put across. The other thing that I want to say that uh, as well is, you know, there's um, quite a several doctors, you know, I think there's Dr. Susan Foslo as well, uh, that is facing this kind of barrage. Uh, Dr. Kirsten as well, that is, you know, been up against, uh, you know, these people's sanctions and all of that. Uh, so this is quite a bad situation. But I want to reiterate on this issue, you know, where I differed slightly with some of the doctors. I applaud their stance and their position, but I differ with them on, on, on slightly on the issue here. I've always warned and said there is no proof of any virus, any and people, some people were critical of why I took the stance because they say, look, yes, the doctor says the virus is not so bad and, and there's other things we can treat with and maybe the, the COVID vaccine is bad. Uh, so why can't you just settle for that, Ricardo? And I said, no, no, we have to go to the heart of the lie. And the reason why I said that is because look at what we are having now. They've switched away from the COVID vaccines and the SARS virus to the measles virus. And uh, I think there's now... Uh, various others, uh, viruses that are going on. Uh, they're even talking now about cholera and they want to give a vaccination to cholera. So the idea was if you only identify the problems with SARS virus, uh, the SARS fake virus, or you say there is no problem with the, there is a virus, but it's not so bad. What do you do now when they switch their uh, tactic and their attack away from SARS to measles and to cholera and away from this vaccine to another vaccine? Uh, what you know, the people who believed you and think that only this vaccine or that virus is a problem might now become susceptible to the others. And you can see yourself, there is a, a plan, a genuine strategy of moving from virus to virus now and from vaccine to vaccine.
Uh, right. The, the question to pose is: uh, They came, we came out with AIDS and HIVs and this uh, Ebola virus, and uh, uh, they came out with this, uh, uh, you know, COVID nineteen and the different vaccines and so forth. Uh, the intention is one thing: is to uh, half the population or to wipe out people. Then, if they're going to wipe out people, how do they benefit then? Uh, right. Uh, look, they have with, with these vaccination programs. They've got a few, you know, uh, uh, intentions, and many of the intentions they've made public. So the idea that we have a the pop world population is too big. They have, uh, you know, promoted this idea many times, and they have also stated this. I mean, this is part of the UN agendas to to control the population, and uh, they've stated the ideas, you know, uh, is to to reduce. Uh, families and uh, fertility, really, and all of these kind of things. So this is part of the ideas uh, that they have in mind. Uh, they also believe that we are we are taking up many of the resources. Uh, these people believe that the natural resources are theirs alone, and unfortunately, there's a, you know there's a bigger plan that they have behind this. This is the the fanaticism around dominating the world, uh, around controlling the population even around destroying us, because as you can see with load shedding, uh, with the vaccination programs, they're trying to destroy uh, many of us. Um, because I don't think this is a logical, so you've asked the logical question, how are they going to live? How are they going to uh, maintain the world after they, if they wanted to kill off most of us or impoverish and destroy most of us? Uh, my brother, this is, we are not dealing here with logical people. We're dealing here with psychopathic people. And we are dealing here with people who have sort of a, a messianic obsession uh, with controlling the world, dominating it, and proving their superiority uh, to us. Uh, this is all it's about. I think you know Muslims would probably you know recognize this verse from the Quran, where uh, Shaitan says, "Anna min," that he's better than us. Uh, and so we are dealing with people here who have that kind of mentality. And then uh, Shaitan is feeding them with all the false flag operations <laughs> that they are perpetrating around the world. And, you know, talking about a false flag uh, operation, you know, we talk about conspiracy theories, uh, the landing of, uh, you know, uh, on the moon, uh, and many say that's a hoax. And uh, then the, the other thing about book, uh, Bigfoot uh, being cited and taking people's uh, uh, focus away from the reality of what's going around. And, you know, many other things that, that have come through. And, you know, when you look at all these uh, types of uh, theories, uh, uh, you know, right, uh, uh, what is your thoughts? I mean, you many talk about 9-11 uh, was an inside job. I mean, you talk about 7-7 and uh, then you look at the, uh, you know, uh, shooting down of uh, uh, Pearl Harbor and all these things that these were all orchestrated and done in order uh, to, pu uh, you know, push for, for a bigger agenda. And uh, those uh, the, the mainstream media today, they won't give you and I a chance uh, to even talk about it. I mean, we bring facts. They say, ah, another conspiracy theorist. Um, is there any way of getting around this? Because whenever, you know, a, a man of truth comes on, he's not given the main platform. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, look, the media is, is uh, out of bounds, unfortunately. I mean, the media is owned by them completely. Uh, and the job of the media is to, to lie to the public. Uh, to make sure the public can believe the false uh, reality. And unfortunately, what they do is for those people who do not believe in the media and who have come to realize that the media lies and misinforms, etc., uh, those people now go to alternative sources to get their information. And sadly, what they do is in those alternative sources, they muddy the waters as well. 
they go to these alternative sources and they they lie there, they spew half-truths and lies, etc., uh, to confuse everybody, you know. But but people should take the step back. You know, what I want to say, uh, you know, to make, make maybe make things a bit clearer, uh, the world has only one power at the moment, uh, and it is, you see, if you understand how power works, one of the sources, very fundamental sources of power is money, okay? And the system of money in South Af- in the world is one, uh, it is centrally controlled, okay? Uh, through institutions such as the IMF, the Bank of International Settlements, etc. This is how money is controlled in the world, centralized. Secondly, money is controlled privately. So governments have no say anywhere in the world of of money and how it works. Okay, so if money is privately controlled and if money is uh, monopolized and money is centralized around the world, whoever that controls that money uh, controls the economies. And whoever that controls the economies uh, control the people, the governments, etc. And uh, what I'm explaining to you is the reality of the world. The world's money is all centrally controlled, privately controlled. And so therefore the world has one power, one entity that runs all of us. So when you see there are uh, a war between this country and that, when you see this movement and that movement and communism and this and the other, this is all just um, fake, unfortunately, my brother, because um, you have to look at the source of power and where all of these comes from. And you can see the source of power is not between the East and the West and whatever, it's centralized. Russia, China, America, everybody is part of the Bank of International Settlements and everybody is following the agenda that is unfolding and everybody is part of the United Nations and everybody is part of the World Health Organization and everybody is pushing the, uh, the same agendas. So once you understand that the system of evil that is against us is one, um, and then it will be easier to understand uh, what is going on and it will be easier to distinguish between uh, truth and falsehood. But uh, if you believe in this, in the dichotomy, and if you believe there is two forces or powers at play, it's false. Uh, evil has one system. You know, as you say, evil has one system. And, you know, many talk about uh, the, uh, I mean, you look at, uh, we go back to Ukraine and the first anniversary of the Russian full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Has it led to a spike in uh, false claims about the war on uh, social media with uh, some posts uh, gaining millions of engagements? I'm just going to read a paragraph uh, to you, and I want you to uh, uh, respond to that, uh, right? A number of U.S. right-wing accounts with large followings have posted a series of baseless claims that suggested that the entire Ukraine war might be a hoax perpetrated by Western media and governments. Uh, those spreading the most viral claims... Uh, include uh, some who had previously been suspended from all these accounts. But once uh, they go on to say one false claim that has been gaining traction on uh, uh, this uh, media, social platform and elsewhere suggested that the entire war has somewhat, uh, somehow been fake as uh, evidence of some prominent right wing account in the U.S. and so forth. It goes on to say that, uh, you know, these people that are uh, maybe conscientized are claiming that uh, the whole thing is a uh, fake, uh, it is uh, manipulated and so forth, it's something that uh, you and I uh, have alluded to earlier on, uh, that this whole thing is an orchestration, uh, right? Um, yes, yes, indeed. But I want to just, uh, you know, um, 
explain here when we when we speak about that the world is ruled by one system of evil and they make these fake wars when i say a fake war i don't mean that people are not dying and being killed in this war because part of the reason why they make the fake war is to in fact destroy property is to in fact kill people and make them suffer etc so that is real the fakeness of it is that the often the political leaders that are in charge of it on both sides are working for the same uh, uh, evil and uh, the the war has a specific outcome so you'll find that on one side of the war uh, people uh, make errors and and do things that are self harming and whatever and then um, so so what i'm saying is that the outcome of this is uh, set um, the dynamics of money and ideology that drive the war are centralized um just to so so that's what i mean i don't and and what these guys are doing is absolutely absolutely you 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 you're right there i mean uh, lives are being lost and people are used as tools and are manipulated by these people i mean this is what they they did in the first world war second world war the innocent and these uh, people that perpetrated the war the army uh, you know arms industries and the so called leaders they were sitting in their ivory towers and sending young men to go and die go ahead uh, right Yes, one hundred percent, as you say. So, the, so what they then do is uh, to discredit the point of view that I am making here in saying that this war is orchestrated, and they are controlling both sides on top. Now they are pushing the narrative and they are saying, "Well, there is nobody dying in Ukraine. There is no fighting going on in Ukraine, etc." And so they want people to believe that. and so once you now uh, believe that they want you to put you into a corner where you are ridiculous and uh, discredited and so they want they want you to live in complete confusion and they want you to your level of paranoia to become almost irrational they want to drive you insane literally and and at the other side as well they want to uh, d- discourage people from going there by saying i mean you are completely so so they are trying to pervert the idea of the orchestration by making it uh, seem bizarre um and therefore people won't take seriously what i'm telling you now which is that they are uh controlling all of the sides um and they are uh, steering things that in a certain direction and of course one of the purposes of of them doing this is to have a pretext for saying uh, there needs to be food price increases around the world uh, there need to be these things because it gives them a uh, plausible deniability Uh, maybe if, if i maybe just take the opportunity to come back to south african context and say when i say orchestrated look at what's happening in south africa i've just told you that cyril ramaphosa came to power and many political parties and people are in power because they are funded by private monopoly capital and what is happening now the anc is uh, you know uh, mismanaging corrupt etc running escom down and the argument what they are doing is there's now a growing chorus of argument that escom should now be privatized the democratic alliance is pushing that escom be privatized uh, who is going to be the beneficiary out of this the private monopolies so, so what i'm saying is here it seems that the democratic alliance and the anc are at uh, different uh, opposite sides of this fight here but they are both funneling us nice and carefully towards the idea of privatization unbundling uh, escom and moving to uh, you know transitioning uh, from what they say from coal to green energy but in reality will be from energy to no energy so that is what i mean by orchestration the load shedding is happening these crises is happening but they have a predetermined outcome 
and they have people who seem that they are fighting each other, but these people are not really fighting each other. They are fooling us uh, into accepting uh, a certain position or going down a certain path. Now, Raida, you know, talking to you now, there's a whole web around me. Around me, there's a web. I don't know which way, which web to, uh, you know, where to pull out and how to move out. But uh, one thing that comes to mind, you know, with this whole scenario that's taking place, and uh, they tell you, blame it, blame it, blame Putin. Putin is a devil. Putin is dying. Putin is doing this and that. We all know that Putin is not an angel, but he's a lesser of the two evils. Uh, this is what many say. And the bottom line here is, uh, you know, they say if he comes right, the whole world will come right. But there is a paradigm shift taking place. Many, you know, there's a BRICS factor. We know that the money that uh, uh, that's being ushered to around the world is fake money. It's fiat money. It's money that has no value whatsoever. So we've been duped. We've been lied to with the currency that we have in our hands is not right. And uh, then uh, they talk about the BRICS factor and, you know, uh, Russia selling uh, uh, it's, it's, it's oil and it's gas in rubles and China is joining them and so forth. And uh, they're becoming a very strong entity and are looking at uh, BRICS will come into the equation and uh, many other things will change. And especially uh, the, uh, you know, the call the dollar uh, will, will be hit if Saudi or Saudi joins the BRICS and uh, the petrol dollar will go extinct and that will be the end of America. How do you read into this scenario and how do you answer the world that the prime evil is that man called Putin, uh, uh, Ricardo? Uh, look, the, the, the first that I want to say is, uh, like I say, if you look, firstly, if you, if you understand the structure of how the world is ruled, um, and then all you have to do is to see if you see this replicated in other parts of the world. So in South Africa, who is ruling South Africa? South Africa is being ruled by private monopolies, okay? These are private monopolies. Of course, there are other factors behind them, you know, that we don't necessarily have to discuss now, but they are ruled by private monopolies. Oppenheimers, you'll find these families are the families who dominate South Africa. They operate from behind the scene. Uh, some people might call them oligarchs, right? And, and the same situation you find in Russia. So Russia is ruled in the, in the same way. There are uh, rich people, behind this, behind Putin, who really run the economy. And uh, Putin is, is a relatively new addition to the Russian political landscape. Uh, these people have taken over Russia a long time ago, and they've been running Russia. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, Putin is a hero and that he is somehow fighting on the other side. Like I say to you, there is no other side. There's, there's, there is two sides, but that side is those ones who are wielding power at the moment in the world and who are running and steering things. The way the countries are ran, like Russia has a central bank and Russia is part of the United Nations and uh, a lot of the policies that Russia is pushing and that Putin is pushing is policies that are in line with the agenda that, that, uh, that needs to be achieved. Um, and yes, part of that agenda is the destruction of the United States, you know. Uh, previously, uh, these people, they used Britain. So Britain, the United Kingdom was the previous host uh, for this parasitic force uh, that they used to colonize everybody and, and all of that. And when the time came, they, they, they reduced Ameri uh, uh, Britain uh, to what it is now. And they're not finished with Britain. I mean, Britain is, is still being uh, whittled down, to be honest. So now they, they felt, they're feeling that America has, has achieved for them what America was supposed to, and now they are destroying America and breaking it down. 
Uh, this is uh, uh, what they did. This is this is what they did. You know, they're destroying America and they're, and they're breaking it down. Um, and now they are moving on and they want the world to believe there's Russia and China as other powers uh, that are there. Um, but as I said, my brother, there is one uh, force in the world. Now, when you look at the fiat money system, again, there's a lot of distractions that is being put around about our money system. Like I've I, you know, explained to you that the, the problem with our money system is not that uh, is the main problem with our money system is that it is privately controlled. It is monopolized. That is the problem uh, with the money system. And so what is to distract from that is people are told that the problem with the money system is that the dollar is this and the, and the ruble is that. And, uh, you know, we need to move, move from gold or silver or the other. Um, but the biggest problem is that our money is currently under the full control of, of, of evil people. And they've centralized private control of our money and they manipulate the, the world uh, using that. Uh, China, Brazil, South Africa, Russia, India, uh, these countries are all controlled by a small group of, of rich families uh, that pull the strings. And these rich families are uh, interconnected with each other, sometimes even familiarly, or sometimes they have strong uh, uh, um, business bonds going back many years, and they are the ones who really uh, call the shots. So what all these formations and things that you are seeing here is uh, they are moving us from one form of control to the other form of control, but it's not really a change. It's just a transition within uh, their system. And these things that seem to be different, like Putin, etc. cetera, um, Russia is a big country. No one man runs any country. Uh, there's big forces uh, that are at play behind the scene. And there are those big forces that are at play in Russia as well uh, that unfortunately steer Putin more than he steers them. Yeah, Ryder, you're making a lot of sense. And uh, as you say, uh, if there is a paradigm shift and the dollar goes, uh, but the, still the flow of this uh, currency will be still run uh, by that force that's there. And only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can change uh, the whole uh, thing or the scenario. And if only the Muslims are become true Muslims and uh, take over, uh, you know, and uh, go and grab the mantlehood of leadership, then and only then will this uh, facade and uh, all this uh, meretricious thing that's happening around us will stop. I'm getting to a very powerful question here. You know, they say that uh, Turkey has been a thorn in the side uh, for these conglomerates and uh, these world superpowers and UN and so forth. And uh, that they say that the recent earthquakes uh, that have uh, taken place in Turkey, and many call this conspiracy theories, but uh, what's your view? They use that harp uh, technology in uh, bringing down the buildings and as a retribution of the world of punishment to the leadership of Turkey for not obeying uh, the laws and regulations of uh, the so-called New World Disorder. How you re react to that, uh, Ricardo? Well, if, if, you, if you look back, you know, uh, on Turkey's history, you know, Turkey uh, once upon a time was a seat of power of, of, of the, uh, when Muslims had political power, you know, uh, when Muslims had the political power, what they call the uh, Khilafat, uh, and that was destroyed. And the, so, so the current regime uh, that has been ruling over Turkey, when I mean regime, the constitutional, military, uh, political, social system that has been running has been more or less, the, you know, the same system since the time that they, they, they crushed it there. So, again, looking at the underlying uh, issues, uh, Turkey's financial system, 
Turkey's position on on the agendas, you know, climate change, COVID, and uh, all of these kind of things. Um, you know, them, you know, having a central bank, you know, how they're operating with their banking system, part of NATO, all of these things. Uh, many of these, you know, also being the place where they destroyed this uh, Muslim empire. Um, this shows to me, unfortunately, that again, you know, people have a misperception here. The Turkish people are very good people, but I don't think that their political system is an exception uh, of the control that these people have over us and that their system is independent from the system of global uh, control by these hidden uh, forces behind the scene. Just as with Russia, just as with China, unfortunately, uh, Turkey as well. Um, Turkey is a, is a critical country right in the middle of the Middle East. As I say, it was the last time that Muslims had political power. And so it would be uh, not very wise of these evil international powers to leave uh, that entity independent and on its own. So I think it's part of that. As far as the, 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 the earthquake is concerned, of course, I mean, that is just devastating what has happened uh, there to the Turkish people that are the ones that are suffering from this. Uh, you know, and I pray that uh, for those who have passed away, that you know their sins be forgiven and they be entered into paradise. Do I believe that um, that it was a man-made uh, uh, earthquake? I, I I've heard of the harp technologies and all of these things, uh, my brother, but I think it's quite a statement. You know, it's quite a statement that uh, say that human beings have a capacity to press a button and cause an earthquake. I mean, this is giving them godlike power. You know. And, and so my my belief, you know, as far as the power of, 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 of the Almighty is concerned, I doubt that very much. I doubt that very much that someone, that human beings can uh, can assume to such power. But uh, I've heard the technology, maybe I don't fully understand it, but just my belief system uh, makes me to be a little bit suspicious of such a claim. Yeah, either they couldn't find the epicenter of the earthquake. And generally, when an earthquake comes, you find an epicenter for that. And, you know, the proximity of it happening within a few hours all the time. And, as they, oh, Allahu Alam. And as you said, if Allah lets it happen, it will happen. Everything happens by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, having this uh, powerful conversation with you. And then, and then uh, Jira. Just interject, my brother. I just want to give people an, an example, though, okay. you know. Why I question um, uh, this kind of claim, you know, because you see this kind of claim where I come from, you know, people are very, uh, you know, they, they believe in the power of, of, of witchcraft, unfortunately. So, so people believe in the power of witchcraft and of witches. And uh, as I grew up, I heard many stories, you know, and when I was very young, of course, I, some of these stories I believed. Uh, but when I got a bit older and, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, uh, understanding and, and, and accepting Islam, uh, my understanding of, of witchcraft and the power of God and all of these things changed. Now, what is the claim and why am I mentioning this? The witches claim that, or the people claim that the witches had the power, if they do certain chants and certain dances and whatever, that the witch can summon um, uh, the, the, the lightning, can summon lightning, and can send lightning where they want to and strike where they want to, etc. So this gave the witches almost a godlike power and people were terrified. And people believed in the technology, if you were, or in the techniques of witchcraft. That if you do this chant and that chant, if you dance around the fire or whatever like this and the other, you can summon up the power of, of, of thunder and earthquakes and all of these things. 
And what I see here, unfortunately, of course, I believe that the people who believe in witchcraft and the witches have been duped, unfortunately. But And, and therefore, part of the reason why I very much sus uh, am suspicious of the current claims, because it smells a little bit like this, that obviously now people believe in scientists and in scientific technology, but the claim is the same, that through science now they have these people that can summon up this kind of power. And what it did with the witches, it made the witches enormously powerful. People were terrified of them. Uh, you know, people were, you know, believe that, you know, the witches can do almost anything. And some people would go to them for protection. And now, because I know the people who run the world, they lie and they are deceptive and they want people to be afraid. And unfortunately, these people were also the promoters of witchcraft uh, in the past. Uh, and that's why I'm suspicious of this, because it, it, it feels and it sounds like the same claims. Uh, it's just people believed in the claims of the witches because they believed in witchcraft. And now people believe in, in the claims here because they believe in, in, in science. Right. Why, uh, you know, look at the Quran. I mean, look at the Quran. Look at the stories about uh, who Shaitan was, or who his army is. He's a jinn. He comes from that uh, and he's got a whole army of jinns working uh, left, right and center. And perhaps these jinns, uh, you know, they're good in making that uh, whispering into the ear of man and capturing mankind. And this is all the evil. Look at the story of Suleiman salam. You know, he had the good jinns working for him and he had the evil jinns working for him. So perhaps uh, there is this... Uh, you know, alliance or a very unholy alliance between the jinn and this insan that are, you know, very devilish and they work in, uh, in uh, to, together to bring in uh, the misery that is going around this world. So a lot of credibility in what you're saying uh, instead of the witches. We say the jinnat or the evil jinns of the or the army of shaitan are working. And this is what we are seeing through. And as you said, you smell something that doesn't sound. I mean, there's no empathy. There's no sympathy. There is this, this crude killing. There is this uh, escalation of uh, war machines. There's an escalation of uh, making mankind miserable. There's this escalation of taking, uh, taking away religion from uh, uh, the, the, the mainstream uh, you know, world that we're living in, uh, desensitizing uh, people to death and making children believe that they don't know what they are. And I uh, know they will... Uh, I mean, everything has become like a godless society and without the equation of you know a focal point of you know a god and a belief system we are a rudderless ship uh, right uh, yes my brother you're quite right i mean this is a this is an attack from all sides from the right the left front etc this is a full scale attack on humanity um, and, and this is a, a plan to disorientate humanity, you know, to make them believe. People must remember this one tactic of, of the attack here is to make us believe in falsehood, to make us believe in things that don't exist. Uh, and the moment you believe in falsehood and things that don't exist, uh, you will behave in a manner that is not uh, good for you. Um, false information and lies, uh, if you consider them, and act on the basis of them, it will lead to your own self-destruction. And uh, this is what they are doing, you know. And it's important for people to, to look carefully at them, to see what they are doing, and not to believe them, because they lied to you about, uh, as you mentioned here, they lied about 9-11, they lied about COVID. Uh, why would you believe them now about any other thing that they are saying? 
And why would you so readily believe anything that you hear? Uh, you've got to be careful. If, if, if they can lie to you, and if they've lied to so many millions of people, uh, you can't be so sure when you now hear another story from another person that the lies might only come from one direction. The lies can come from the right, the left, front, center. So you've got to be very careful. And uh, you've got to go back, you know, like I've advised people, go back to your, uh, you know, religious belief. Go back, in my case, I'm Muslim, to so go back to Islam. And uh, I, what I believe in is my belief system in Islam. I believe in the Quran. And I will only believe uh, in something uh, if someone makes a claim, if it is consistent with my belief system. If it is not, I doubt it and I question it. And invariably, me taking that approach, I have been vindicated most of the time. I have found out that by doing that, I've made the right decision. And I've somehow managed to see their lies or to escape these things because I have chosen not to trust them at all and not to trust anything that I hear until I have verified it with my belief in, in, in my creator and, uh, and with uh, the book that I believe is Revelation, which is the Quran. Uh, if it does not match with that, then I question it and I need to be shown evidence. Right, I give you full marks for that. I was about to pose a question to you. You know, what about those youngsters that are succumbing to this paranoia? Uh, some are being stressed and some of them, you know, are highly qualified academics. And, uh, you know, it's, oh, we have to migrate and uh, this is happening and this is happening. We have shortage of food, electricity crisis and so forth. But I, I love what you said and the solution, you said it too is only in uh, our belief system and uh, alhamdulillah i think uh, the ultimate proof is in the quran and the sunnah of nabi muhammad sallallahu you have given us uh, an, an answer there but uh, perhaps to make assurance or doubly sure uh, your parting words uh, this evening uh, for the opportunity I, I i want to say as as, as we've just reiterated uh, we are fighting evil here but and evil is one system, but uh, the world is not evil. You know, uh, if you look around you, you can see the the predominating force, the predominating power that runs things is mercy, love, justice. Uh, you can see that all around you. You know, uh, uh, um, beauty, how things are created, order. It's not chaos in the world. There's order that is the predominating power. So people should understand that uh, goodness and uh, majesty and love and mercy and the power of our creator supersedes uh, this evil that we are confronted by a long way. And uh, the evil is, is, is very weak and uh, their lies are, are easy to discover. I mean, uh, you know, people like myself can look at them once and see they are lying. So their lies are unfortunately very weak. So have faith and understand that evil has something in it that causes it to perish eventually. What you need to do is you need to make sure that you do not succumb to evil personally. Evil cannot destroy the system that is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It cannot, evil will destroy itself because evil is not meant to last in the system. The, the test is not evil, etc. The test is for you and is will you succumb to evil and will you uh, uh, listen to evil and ignore the majesty and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you see around you and start panicking. Uh, you need to put your trust in the Almighty. Uh, you need to follow the guidance that he has sent to you and you need to believe in his power and you need to be patient uh, and you need to uh, stand up against uh, evil and you need to stand for good 
uh, and you need to uh, uh, spread goodness to everyone and truth to everyone. And uh, you need to question everything. Don't believe uh, easily, because if you believe falsehood, you have uh, committed a, a sin. You've, you've uh, committed kufr, because if you believe falsehood, then that falsehood is related to the Almighty and diminishes the power and the glory of the Almighty in some way or the other, you've committed a sin. So be careful. Question everything before you believe it. Raida Marman, activist, and also show me the virus. Yeah, they can't show it to you. And uh, Allah bless you. Allah keep you ready. A pleasure having you on the platform, the Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'a. You have a beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'd like to thank Lukalo for brilliant engineering. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.